morning, good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. You heard Dan just mention this really but God what amounted to a, a bunch of gossip. And and to make it worse, false gossip. It, this we're talk I'm talking here about the, the claim from Nina Totenberg over at NPR that somehow uh Justice Sotomayor wanted uh, Judge Gorsuch to wear a mask uh, and managed to get Chief Justice uh, Roberts to kind of pressure him uh, to wear a mask. Well, the whole story is invented. There's, There's no evidence for it. It was picked up by media operations, you know, all over the United States. And while it's not a... In terms of its substance, it's not a great big story, but it, it is very enlightening about how veterans like Nina Totenberg, who's been over there at NPR, I bet you it's pushing 50 years now. I think we have a, when we checked earlier today, she, we had a reporting on some Supreme Court stories uh, as early as 1977. So you're looking at a long time, 45, 50 years. Here's, here's my point. This story that she laid out, and it was a long story, too, because it went into the the divisive attitudes among members of the Supreme Court. But it was based on an invention. So, for instance, this this was so outrageously bad that uh, Neil Gorsuch and Sonia Sotomayor issued a joint statement earlier today saying that this recent NPR report was, quote, false. You know, they, NPR claimed that the conservative justice, Neil Gorsuch, refused to wear a mask on the bench despite requests to do so by the chief justice and by liberal justice, Sonia Sotomayor. So playing up again, playing up again, the opposition uh, you got to have good guys and bad guys, and of course, for Nina Tonberg, the good guys are those who are, you know, political liberals. Um, so she decided to have this story in which she examined, claimed to examine conflicts between members of the Supreme Court. Um, quote: Gorsuch didn't mask despite Sotomayor's COVID worries, leading her to. Telework, that is, she wouldn't meet with the Supreme Court justices. She'd have to work from home using the telephone. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts ordered the justices to wear masks because of the Omicron surge and because Sotomayor has diabetes. So, <laughs> so Tobberg is painting Neil Gorsuch here as a guy of such little sophistication and such little human feeling that he wouldn't bother masking uh, in spite of Sotomayor's uh, vulnerability, right? He was going to... Can you, can, you, can you imagine? Gorsuch... Uh, <laughs> Totenberg goes on to say, uh, they all put masks on except Gorsuch, 
who, as it happens, sits next to Sotomayor on the bench. His continual refusal since then has also meant that Sotomayor has not attended the justices' weekly conference in person, instead joining instead by telephone. Gorsuch, from the beginning of his tenure, has proved a prickly justice, not exactly beloved even by his conservative soulmates on the court. So this was report. NPR reports this on Tuesday. That's Tuesday morning, in fact. And then it was picked up again uh, in the evening. Uh, to his credit, Brett Baer over at Fox uh, got Shannon uh, Bream, their uh, chief legal analyst, to go track this story down. And uh, Bream said, uh, I am told that it is not accurate. Uh, she said, quote, a source at the Supreme Court says there have been no blanket admonitions or requests from Chief Justice Roberts that the other justices begin wearing masks to arguments. Uh, my source further stated that Justice Sotomayor did not make any such request to Justice Gorsuch. I'm told that, well, I'm, I'm excuse me, I'm told, given that fact, that there was also no refusal Uh, by Justice Gorsuch. And yet, this story went out from NPR on Tuesday morning, picked up by USA Today. Here's the headline. Report. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch refuses to wear masks in the courtroom, despite requests from Roberts. CNBC titles their story. Supreme Court Gorsuch refused to wear masks despite requests over Sotomayor's COVID concerns. I'm looking at these things. I'm just shaking my head, wondering, you know, when the adults are going to take over again. Uh, Well, Rolling Stone took things further. It is interesting that now Rolling Stone is listed along here with uh, USA Today and other uh, more classical journalistic uh, outlets. Rolling Stone uh, says Neil Gorsuch stands up for his right to endanger Sona Sotomayor's health. Yeah. And then it went on to say uh, the liberal Supreme Court justice is diabetic and didn't want to sit next to justices who weren't wearing masks. Her conservative, her conservatives colleagues didn't care. Her conservative colleagues didn't care. Ooh, wow. Those are bad, bad guys. CNN put it this way. Gorsuch declares to, uh, Gorsuch declines to wear mask as benchmate Sotomayor works from her office. Newsweek. Quote, Justice Neil Gorsuch slammed for not wearing mask, endangering diabetic Sonia Sotomayor. I mean, these are some of the chief news outlets in our country. Clearly, they never went ahead to, con- to confirm Nita Totenberg's story. And yet today... Both Sotomayor and Gorsuch actually released a statement. And that's rare. It is rare for uh, justices of the Supreme Court to respond uh, to news stories like this. But this is how debased American journalism has become. And I, I, I think we should keep this in mind because uh, these are big, well-funded operations that do a lot to shape our opinion here in the United States. And yet, they are behaving like incompetence. 
they are basically working with a large macro narrative about hostility between conservative justices, who they define as conservative justices, and liberal justices. Even those categories are kind of messy, but it's the way the story gets told, so I'm going to use, the, I'm going to use those categories. The justices themselves are certainly well aware of the differences between them. And yet, knowing how America right now is so uh, shamelessly divided, uh, not, not just divided about ideas, that's, that's fine. There are going to be difference in ideas, but divided regarding personalities. So that Gorsuch, you can't just disagree with Gorsuch because of his judicial philosophy. You have to turn Gorsuch into a man with such a hard heart that he will not even um, honor his colleague Sotomayor's concerns over mask wearing and her jeopardizing her health because she's diabetic. You know, even if a, de- a decent person, even thinking that mask wearing is ineffective and doesn't do it, would show, would show basic courtesy to a Sotomayor. You know, I, and you can certainly rest assured that people, generally speaking, people of the stature of Supreme Court justices would have mastered about that time in their life that kind of basic courtesy. But see, it's not enough, again, it's, and it's hard to debate judicial philosophy, right? Uh, we don't know. I mean, words like originalism and textualism, um, original intent. There's lots of – now you've got debates over what's called the Chevron Doctrine. Look, most of us are not sitting around with a, with a glossary trying to understand all these things. And, and big commercial media organizations know that. So they don't take the time to go into the actual differences of judicial philosophy. They give you the cartoon. They give you the bad guys and the good guys. And, of course, the bad guys – happen to be the guys that uh, those who are writing the stories disagree with. And the good guys, of course, are those who are writing the stories think, yeah, well, I agree with them. I like them. So you're treated to this ongoing cartoon approach to judicial philosophy. And it's just, it's wicked. I mean, I, look, I got an a email the other day from uh, somebody who I actually have tremendous respect for uh, because of work I've known he's done in certain areas. But he sent this, uh, this Rasmussen poll uh, that 59% of Democrats believe that people who are not vaccinated should not be able to leave their homes other than for emergencies. That means a clear majority of them believe that people who choose not to get the COVID shot should live under house arrest. And then it gets worse. Twenty nine percent of Democrats believe the government should be able to take children away from parents who won't have them vaccinated. Stop for a minute. Just stop and think. Think. What people say in answer to polls bears very little relationship to what they will actually do in reality. I remember this when we went up against physician-assisted suicide here in Michigan. The odds against us were enormous. I think the odds were 70 to 30 
people favoring physician-assisted suicide. This goes back to around 2000. And it was, we had to overcome, we had a few months to overcome that prejudice. But once people began to hear the dangers of physician-assisted suicide, once they began to be aware of what was available through palliative care, <laughs> they turned the whole thing around. And we won. We defeated physician-assisted suicide. Believe me, you put 100 Democrats in the room and you say to them, do you think, are, are you willing to stand with me and take children away from their parents if their parents won't vaccinate them? You're not going to get 30 Democrats out of 100 to join you. Think of the people you know and ask, would they do that?